Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. The Good Life. Money FM 89.3. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker, and it's now time for The Good Life. Today, we're focusing on health and wellness and a condition that we probably know someone in our family or close circle of friends who have suffered from this. I'm talking about stroke, but there's a misconception, right? Now, people who seem healthy are getting stroke. People who are younger are getting stroke. So let's try and understand this condition a lot better. I am speaking with Dr. Carol Tham, who is Senior Consultant, Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. We're talking about stroke, and we've previously covered factors that lead to stroke and some prevention measures that we can take. Dr. Carol, it's time now to talk about the hypothetical that, okay, you've already gotten stroke or you have a loved one that has uh, suffered a stroke. How do we manage post-stroke? What are some of the key factors to take note of? Yes, Elliot. After the stroke, a few things that we need to consider. So firstly, uh, whether how much disability or weakness the person is left with after a stroke. So that's the physical factor. For some people who are lucky with just minor strokes, they can get away with going back to a normal routine and normal life. Okay. Uh, but for most patients who are left with at least moderate or to severe disability, they will need to undergo a rehabilitation process. So um, the physiotherapist, the occupational therapist and the speech therapist usually come in together to organize this rehabilitation process for the patient to try and maximize their ability and function to help them to get back to their occupations or to their daily lives. So that's one. And then the emotional aspect Mm. or mental mm, stress of having a stroke, uh, that that is a very important factor because a lot of patients who develop strokes, it's a very sudden event that happens and suddenly one day from being able to walk around independently, being able to attend to his own bodily needs, the next moment, you know, this person suddenly needs, you know, a caregiver to help him with even the most basic functions like feeding, toileting, and that creates a big emotional stress on the other person. Uh, Or or even just not being able to go back to his occupation, that is also a financial and emotional stress. So, So we also have to look after the psychological aspect of stroke. Yeah, it's interesting now, uh, and also because there's so much awareness, right? It's not just physical rehabilitation, but a lot of psychological uh, rehabilitation when it comes to these major medical conditions. Although, Doctor, I would like to spend a bit of time uh, pointing out that there can also be quite a bit of mental stress on the caregivers. Would you recommend they check in with with counsellors every now and then or make sure that their own mental health is in check? That's a very good point. For the caregivers, it's often a long process because for stroke patients, many times the disability is either permanent or takes a long time to recover from. And the caregiver may have to you know, give up their own job to look after this person uh, long term. And that can cause a lot of emotional stress and even burnout. So yes, if a caregiver is experiencing all this stress, they, they can actually reach out to uh, support groups. There's actually Singapore ah. National Stroke Association okay. that is a support group for patients with strokes as well as their caregivers. So they can reach out to these support groups for help. And of course, if they need further help, then yes, they should approach their GPs or psychologists for further counselling. 
Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Sometimes the victim and the person caring for the victim uh, tend to feel like they are in it alone, but you can always get help. Dr. Carroll, I, I want to discuss a little bit about the rehabilitation process. I know you mentioned it briefly, but what does rehabilitation look like? I'm assuming it's in phases, like immediately after stroke and then as you start to recover, the process changes? Yes, exactly. So in the initial phases after a stroke, what we focus on will be building the strength, the limb strength uh, okay. in the weak uh, limbs. And then once that limb strength has recovered more, we'll move on to getting the function back. So for example, the occupational therapist will sometimes bring the stroke patients out onto the road to see if they are able to cross the road okay. uh, with them or engage them with certain activities. So for example, like a makeshift kitchen and see if they are able to handle the utensils, mm. that kind of thing, to get back their function as well. Okay, so it's uh, really just getting this going back to basics in that sense. Uh, doctor, we talked about you know preventing stroke and how diet can play a part. In the recovery phase, can diet help then? Diet is very important because we need good nutrition in order for our body to recover. Um, so for good nutrition, we emphasize always having enough fruits and vegetables in our diet because these are rich in vitamins and minerals, which you know help to improve our health and reduce the risk of having further strokes because that's the last thing we want when yeah. uh, the patient is uh, rehabilitating from a stroke and then to get another stroke on top of that. Yeah, We also try to limit the salt intake mm-hmm. because the high salt intake contributes to a high blood pressure and then that worsens the stroke risk and the person is at high risk for getting another stroke. So to limit the salt intake, we try to reduce processed foods, try not to add sauces to the foods to make the taste too strong. Mm -hmm. We try to stay hydrated, drink lots of water because hydration is important for perfusion of the brain as well to ensure that the brain cells can function well. Then, like previously mentioned, we also try to limit the uh, saturated fats in our diet because that would actually raise the cholesterol levels if we have too much fat in our diet. Okay. Dr. Carroll, just a, a final question. If high blood pressure is a silent precursor to a potential stroke, is a stroke perhaps, could that lead to something worse? I mean, prevention is very important. Going through the rehabilitation is very important. But why should we take extra care if we have suffered from a stroke or we know someone who has suffered from a stroke? A person who has suffered from a stroke before is at higher risk for getting further strokes and therefore the blood pressure control and all these lifestyle changes are very important. And also these same risk factors that cause strokes can also cause heart attacks. Mm-hmm. So by protected by you know following these lifestyle changes and controlling these risk factors, you are actually protecting yourself from a stroke as well as a heart attack. All right, I've been speaking with Dr. Carol Tham, Senior Consultant, Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. Dr. Carol, thank you so much for your time. Take care and have a great evening ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.